Yo, 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 what up everybody? So today is, I think it's May 11th, one day after Mother's Day. Working out here in the city of Riverside, it's about 12.30 in the afternoon. Just had to come run to the Home Depot and um, get some supplies for my job and then heading back. And hopefully everything goes well today I had a little bit I didn't have a rough weekend I had um what I would call a very exhausting weekend uh started and finished the job a pretty big job hustled it hard and then I uh, I ended up you know busting chops Friday and Saturday to finish and then yesterday was Mother's Day you know happy Mother's Day to everybody out there you know if you're a mom you take care honestly it's just Mother's Day is what it is I I, kind of feel like if you're a lady and you take care of a a dog you take care of I I think take care of anything other than yourself like you know you take care of some fish take care of your nieces and nephews you should you know, hopefully somebody told you Happy Mother's Day. Even if, you know, if you're not technically a mother, you should. Uh, I don't got a problem against that. I think it's actually a wonderful holiday to spend with mothers out there and, you know, letting them know they're special. But Happy Mother's Day to everybody out there in case, you know, nobody told you Happy Mother's Day. But as I said, I, uh, I worked hard Friday and Saturday and... Yesterday was Mother's Day, and I've actually had a very, very, very busy last two weeks. I haven't. I actually wanted to do an episode with one of the, the homies, uh, the homie Linda, uh, but I don't know, miscommunication, miss opportunity, maybe just. I just. I don't know. We were supposed to, and then I got busy doing cooking, and the next thing I passed out. Woke up the next day, didn't wasn't able to do it. Uh, I reached out. I was like, "Hey, like, where you at?" And no text back. So that's you know, that's whatever. It's, people get busy doing other shit. It's what it is. Um, but anyways, uh, I've been bu- busy at work. Why the fuck am I yawning? Damn, fucking up the podcast. But anyways, I wanted to, you know, to touch on a couple of things. Uh, quarantine update, obviously where I do quarantine updates uh, Periodically here I mean every episode I do a little update uh, The stores are finally starting to look like they used to With shelves stocked with things that you need I've seen hand sanitizer now I've seen eggs I've seen um, toilet paper I've seen bottled water Starting to see pasta um, so the stores are no longer like completely decimated. Now I, we did we did hoard up a little bit because you never know when the shit could just go right back to being, you know, right back to being absurd again. You know, especially with all these people protesting. That's been going on. I want to touch on that a little bit. I don't get the protest. You're protesting. 
of global virus and the intention was for people to stay home Trump sent out money for you to stay your ass home now I don't get why people are up in arms and if they want to go out uh, the only people that have a gripe with it are like barbershops maybe some restaurants but to me make the gyms to me it's look let's say I was the owner of a gym you know 24 hour fitness or crunch fitness or a, or a planet fitness or I don't know the LA fitness 24 hour fitness whatever fucking fitness gyms are out there first and foremost you're lucky people even go to your shit in the first place you guys are hella expensive and for fucking what for overcrowded, unclean gyms? No. The only one that makes sense is Platinum Fitness, and I think they're like ten bucks a month for a membership, or twenty bucks a month, or something. They make sense. Uh, I would be griping if I wasn't. But then again, they're a huge chain. Uh, they have every reason, resource. Uh, the board of directors, CEOs, they could have gotten a loan from Trump I think they were handing out small business loans and they could have gotten I don't know 20 million just to keep the lights on momentarily it's not like they're paying anybody or spending anything so I don't get it so what really the people that are really really upset about this I think are the bar owners uh once again Go online and pull out a little loan. Shit happens, bro. But, yeah, I don't get it myself, the protest. Um, there's plenty of help out there. Your Trump bucks. You know. It, it, it just stay the fuck home. I mean, I remember a time when everybody bitched about, you know working too much, working too often. Like, if it was, you know, kind of... Everybody was working themselves to death. And that's not the case right now. But at the same time, I believe that, you know, in the face of a, of a crisis such as this, you know, a global pandemic... It, to me, it's just really odd that people are protesting it. And there's no real reason. And it's it's a handful, you know, a couple thousand people out of, you know, the pack. That is just fucking it up for everybody else. And to me, that doesn't make any sense why they're doing that. Um, more power to them. They want to go get sick and die. You know, so be it. I'm not, I'm not going to go out there and, and really get up in arms about it. I, I really hope they understand what they're doing, but I'm not going to stop it. I don't really care. Uh, it's still, you got to go all the way up the ladder. Um, Donald should have been told everybody, you know, he should have mandatorily made every single person outside, outside of maybe the medical field and the local law enforcement and police and the water and major utilities should have forced everybody off the grid for at least 
three weeks suspended mortgage payments all of it for one month or two months and then you know as it goes back to normal you know everybody okay now you can go back but you know he didn't it's, it's kind of wishy-washy it doesn't exist it does exist blah 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 this that and the other thing and you know just it is what it is but I, I don't get the protests people want to protest whatever moving on from all of that that was a little update I gave you you know me and my family were doing great uh, I finished my backyard landscape project all the way I know I was talking about I was going to get it done get it done I'm now officially done we've there is some small lingering items that but there those are more like I need to get bar stools. The construction in the backyard is done. I need to get some bar stools. I need to get uh, a little trash can so I don't have to roll back the big one back there. I need to get um, a little bit of lava rocks. And just some just some minute minute details that I'm oh a TV I'm interested and getting a projector I'm also fascinated with the idea of TV of whether or not I should run a cable line out there or if I should just stream everything like get a Roku stick or, or a, a Amazon Fire stick or whatever I, I'm I have Apple TV so I can take my Apple TV out there I, I would like to maybe get the Fire stick and try that out or maybe the Roku thing but I'm planning on doing that, so I don't really know if I'm going to run the line for cable. But my backyard is done, so that's done. The next things I'm going to do, I'm going to clean up my garage again and whip my workout station back in order. Get myself back to working out and lose these pounds that I've gained over like the last year and a half that I haven't really been focused on exercising. been doing everything else but exercising. So that's that. And... You know, before before I move on from my backyard and get things done around the house, uh, I would just like to point out that now that I am done with the backyard, I got one major looming party happening. We don't know when because we don't know when they're going to allow us to gather. But I haven't been to throw a massive party. At my house, but I mean, I'm not, it's not gonna be like a free for all where everybody's gonna come and get drunk and rage. It's gonna be, you know, it's my nephew's graduation, plus probably his birthday, plus could also be Fourth of July. It could also be just a celebration that maybe we beat back the virus. Maybe, you know, just one of those things where, you know, hopefully we're gonna be able to get together with everybody. After this is all done and, you know, pop one out and talk about the crazy things that were happening. You know, I haven't seen some people since this outbreak. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, I should I should stop and invite everybody. But I'm kind of waiting to get some clarity on when that is. But that's coming down the, the pipe. But that's a little bit far, a little bit off. I should be able to get my bar stools. Uh, the TV, the lava rocks in, and the things of that nature done, not the way. 
moving on from all that, I have now finished watching all four seasons of My Hero Academia, and that's where we're gonna start. But I'd also I want to pull back just before we get into it, and I watched Hollywood on Netflix. It's just a Hollywood mini. It's a Netflix mini series about maybe how Hollywood was back in the day it's not a true story but it's kind of in line with what sort of happened uh, phenomenal phenomenal seven episodes loved it um, wild story we're gonna get into the we're gonna get into both my hero and Hollywood but we're gonna start at season three of my hero and i don't really remember what happens in the beginning of it see i think season one he gets into the school then they i think season two they do now i watched i finished it like two or three weeks ago and it's not fresh on the noggin but i do know in season three it's a continuation of season two and they're fighting all for one and I think his name is I, I know the villain's name I can't think of, uh, it's uh I don't know if I'm gonna pronounce it or I'm gonna fucking totally butcher it Sh- Shigaraki uh I don't know what his first name is but season three they they're fighting uh they end up going to the woods and they're training with the... I think the Pussycat dog... No, it's not the Pussycat dog. But I think it's the Pussycats. And their, their whole goal is... Class uh, 1A is supposed to... Work on the stamina and the, the limits of their abilities. Um, and they get to the school. And then there's a little kid, Kodo. That all gets interrupted. It gets interrupted by the League of Villains and they're trying to hijack. No, actually they do hijack uh Kachan. They steal him. They take him hostage and they want him to join the League of Villains. Uh They read into him a little bit. They thought they were gonna be able to flip him to the dark side. Um doesn't happen. Uh, and all of that, they interrupt them, their training. They get on over to the woods. All for all for one is in control of Shigaraki, and the plan is they're gonna try. They're gonna hijack Kachan and try to transform him. However, uh, Deku. Or Midoriya, he beats off. Oh, actually, he doesn't beat off, but he beats a villain all on his own. He goes like plus ultra. I don't know to the millionth degree. He damn near breaks his body in half. Saves Kodo. You find out Kodo has superpowers as well with water. I think it's something to do with water. Um, and then. You know, the mini battle in the forest ends with Class 1A being able to defend themselves. Lita, uh, Yuraka, all of them uh, 
are able to defend themselves with no I think they, they reported no minor in, no major injuries only Deku's like his arms are broken so they repair him obviously with the uh, recovery girl uh, but they learn that Kachan is kidnapped so they come under pressure by the parents of the school to toughen security and at the same exact moment they they hatch a plan to go and get Kachan back to find out where their hideout is and the heroes act with sheer force uh, everybody from Endeavor uh, All Might they tell the kids Lita and a bunch of them to stay back because it could be very dangerous they could lose their life um and yet they don't. They still go, anyways. Uh, they do. They track their. They track the villains their own way. I think uh, Momo had stuck on one of the Nomu's uh, little tracking device, and she was able to track it. She tracks. Okay, Momo. I don't know. I can't say her first name off the top of my head. I've seen it a hundred times, and I can't pronounce it yet. And I can't think of it right at the top of it. But I know her her nickname is Momo. She creates shit. She creates the, the tracking device. And she tracks... The heroes end up at the hideout of Shigaraki. And... That's where Kachan is. But that's not where... And the army of Nomus are. The army of Nomus are actually where... Deku and all of them are at it's Deku Lita um, Red I forget what his name is the guy that can get hard <laughs> Momo and I think Yuraka are, are looking they track uh, the signal and they end up at another place that happens to be where that happens to be where All for One is located, but they don't know that yet. So they split off into two groups, two contrasting groups. Uh, Shigaraki explains to Kachan that they're not actually the League of Villains. Are not I don't know what the League of Villains doesn't really have a purpose yet. I think the purpose is coming, but they don't have it yet. Um. They, they kind of, you know, the leader is kind of lost. He just, he just wants to be a villain. And I think it's because, you know, all for one got to him and told him that, the, you know, maybe that he wasn't ever going to be a hero. I don't know. He's, whatever the case may be. They haven't really got into why he's a villain yet. Just other than he was a villain. He lost in season one. Came back. You know, with the help of All for One, made some more Nomus. Ran into the uh, the hero's stain, or the hero killer's stain. Um, stain had a purpose. People started joining his league. He didn't. He didn't really have a purpose. He didn't understand it. So in this season, you know, season three, he just. I think he just wants to be. 
he, he actually wants to beat Deku. I think he figures out on his own that Midoriya is like the heir to the throne as it were and nobody else has seen it. Well, actually the people that are close to Deku know that he's he's got the same abilities as All Might. He's he's in love with All Might and they haven't they, while some of them haven't put the pieces together, people are putting the pieces together about him. You know, he just they're they're learning that he's He's operating at like 5% strength. And I think he cranks it up to 8 at some points. Uh, but he's operating at like minimal, like, uh, what do they call it? It's not, oh yeah, one for all, or his, um, his ability, it's one for all. Uh, he's, he's not operating at full strength. His body is still adjusting and he's not ma- yet mastered it. Um, but Shigaraki is either Shigaraki or, or, or Shagaraki or I, I, I had to look it up I'm not gonna look it up but I'd have to uh, so anyways All Might Mount Girl the police Endeavor are they all head to the hideout the League of Villains hideout they barge in there they wrap up the tree guy wraps up most of the villains and they, they're unable to move meanwhile All Might comes in and they rescue Kachan but as it were where Midoriya and Momo and all them are at they activate the Nomu's forcing All Might and everybody to they well they get Kachan but they force him to like kind of release the force them to release the, the villains. Or I think that some of them get arrested, but not all of them. The guy that warps he, he dips out. Shigaraki makes an escape. Uh, a few of them make an escape uh, twice he makes an escape a bunch of them make an escape uh, I think they they round up some low level thugs uh, but anyways then it gets to the point where All Might figures out that he needs to like immediately hop over to where I think an explosion happens and he lands in the middle and there's like the Nomus are out and he comes into contact with All For One and he's like you know they, they're gonna squabble but in the midst of it all uh, Shigaraki's there Deku's in hiding but he's there uh, Kachan is there everybody's there everybody ends up there and they you know to me this is the middle of season 3 they they end up squabbling all might and one for all or uh, all for one that battle is pretty good uh the downside of it is on that particular battle all might uses the last of his one for all strength and now he can only hold his form for like 
a minute or two. But he uses every last itty bitty, titty bitty bit of strength that he could, that he can, to stop off for one momentarily. And he actually borrows, I think, some of Deku's strategy. And in the fact that I think he he goes to throw a right punch it hits all for one but it wasn't with full strength uh, and then he never sees the left coming with maxed out strength cracks him and that's what how the fight stops now that was a good battle but like I said it, it drains all might of all his powers and now Pretty much, he's forced into retirement, you know, and he tells everybody, you know, you're next, but he's really, he really meant it for Deku, and Deku, you know, obviously he's crying. Kachan, in, in the midst of all that battle, Deku's, he's able to use his all for one abilities. He actually got, he actually gets braces for his legs because he switched, he switches styles from he's a puncher to he's going to work on his kicks um and he uses his legs more cuz his legs don't for whatever reason don't take as much damage as his arms he he ends up like learning how to like basically jump at the speed of light where it only takes him like a second to cross a mile or whatever like he's he turns into the flash but that's because his power goes channeling through his leg and he like springboards off but besides that he he's actually he say he rescues kachan from and i keep saying kachan but i think his name is bakugo or well, i actually don't know his fucking name but he rescues him leaving all mate free to fight one for all without having to worry about Kachan being, you know, hit or hurt or anything. All of that happens. All Might's retired. Kachan looks at Deku and is like, all right. You know, like, why are you crying? And then, you know, the story continues a little bit more. Uh, I think they do. After that point, that's like middle of season three. I think they moved to. They're trying to get some sort of provisional license in in middle of season three, and they train for. I don't know. Do they train for it? I forget. But the 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 test of it was actually pretty good. Um, they have, you know, some trials. Like they have to. They get they meet with other schools, and. They have to tag each other, and only out of the five hundred students that can, there are four hundred students that apply. On they're only going to allow hundred. So they get they start off in classes. They can each go on their own, and they have three spots on their body that if they get touched three times, they're, they don't they're disqualified. And you're free to use your abilities as you wish and all that. So, um, everybody in class one A passes that. 
everybody. Nobody doesn't pass it. Uh, there is some fuckery in that test, in that initial test. Um, there's a couple of schools that I thought were actually, they should have done better. The ninja school, where the guy had the ability to transform objects from small to big. Uh, that guy laid a royal fucking egg, uh, being eliminated by Shoto-san, um, he, he had him on the ropes and then he just fumbled the bag, you know, the other school that I, I, to me, they look like pirates, but they fumbled the bag too, a little bit. They thought they were going to come in and just fuck up class 1A. And it was just not happening. Anyways, they're moving on from that. Where they do the tag. They do end up doing... They end up... I think they end up pairing off. Do they pair off? No. I think they do the... Rescuing, no, I forget which one goes first. I think they do pairs, or was that in was that in season two? That might have been in season two. Um, I'm I'm struggling here, but I think it's I think they do break off into pairs. No, that's not right, because Kachan and Deku were on the same team. Against all might of all people. Okay, no. So, they yeah, they end up doing the rescue. And they have to work with everybody. And they have to coordinate, you know. Uh, they have to coordinate the rescue operations. Some people are better suited for... And actually, I like My Hero Academia's interpretation of Hero. Because there's, you know... There's superheroes as you would think are like they got some sort of power and they fight the bad guy. That's like a quarter of what they actually teach at My Hero Academia. There's natural disasters, putting out fires, you know, falling buildings, earthquakes. That's one part of it. And there is a person, I think her name her name or his name is 13, who's the best at Rescuing people like that in buildings and shit. Uh, there is the villain work that needs to be done, obviously. There's also the the rescuing of the people, you know, and helping law enforcement. And then there's also the detective work that they do. There's a couple of different aspects of the heroes that they get that they talk about and they train for. The one the test where they train to. Uh, or they don't train, but they they have to rescue a group of people from like a building that collapsed, or I forget, a massive earthquake or an explosion, and they start, and then Gang Orca and his and his squad of they're not really there to kill, you know, the heroes, but they're, he's there to test them, see what they would do. In a situation where rescue, uh, people need to rescue, be rescued, and then villains are attacking them, so they're getting graded on all of that. 
Uh, that's a good. That's a good. I think two or three episodes because Kachan in Shoto fail, in Deku and a couple of people pass. Most people in, in class one A pass. Le, I think Lita does Lita pass. No, I don't think Ida passes for some reason. But uh, Midoriya does. Midoriya, Yuraka passes. Momo passes. Dark Shadow passes. A number of them pass. But I think Lita, Bakugo, Shoto, uh, and a number of them don't pass. So, after all of that's done, <laughs> you know, Deku's like, oh, he passed, he's happy. Kachan hits him up, like, hey, you need to come talk to me outside. And... Kachan figured it out. I don't know how he figured it out. He was just in tune with everything. But he figures out that Midoriya is part of... Or... All for One. He has All for One's powers. And he's just trying to figure out... He hits him up like... Who, who does he think is stronger? He's he's stronger than Deku. And actually Kachan is stronger than Deku. At that time he's had his quirk longer. He's had his quirk his whole life. Well, Deku is... Probably the same strength, if not a hair less, but has had it what they make seem to be like less than a year. So they they squabble. All Might comes and breaks them up. Well, actually, I think either All Might or Eraser, Eraser Head does. One of them two comes to break it up, and that's kind of how season three ends. I think it ends right there. Uh, they make up. They apologize to each other. Uh, All Might basically learns that Bakugo and Deku are going to forever be rivals. Like, they're probably going to be one and two. But I don't really buy that. I-, I think Kachan is probably... He's probably top five. But I don't think he's... I don't think he should be top two. But he's probably... He's, He's not going to stop like Endeavor until he gets to the number one spot. And that may propel him to be the number two spot. But in my eye, in my eyes, Dark Shadow is probably... uh, He probably, he should be in the number two spot. Maybe even Shoto, but Shoto, uh, he's got his own issues. Um, He cannot blend the fire and eyes. He can only use... One or the other. Uh, he's got work to do. Momo actually too should be in the top three, only because she can create literally anything, and it doesn't take nothing but a little bit of creativity to get her to make anything at her at her disposal. Now, I think that's how season three roughly ends there. But they pick up where Deku. He's able to enlist for hero work as not not as a sidekick. They tell they break down the classes like there's heroes and there's sidekicks and then there's what they are, what they they go and work for. They go to get a taste of how it's like an apprenticeship, but they're not actually the sidekick per se. Uh he gets an uh an offer from damn it, uh Night Eye 
Uh, Night Eye has the ability to... If he looks at you for more than a minute, he can tell your future up to like... Well, it depends on how long he looks at you, but he can tell your immediate future for sure what you're going to do in the next hour. He knows all your moves. He knows... Basically... He can, t- he can, because he knows what you're going to do, he can avoid anything you do. Uh, as so long as he stares in your eye slightly. And then it just replays in his head and he can dodge all your attacks. And that's what he does with Deku when they first meet. He stares at Deku in the eye and then he instructs Midoriya, you know, if you can hit me, I'll, I'll let you work as my apprentice here at, at you know, this spot. Anyways, um, you do meet the big three, which is Lemillion, uh, I can't think of the girl's name, and the guy who can eat anything, and he, whatever he eats, he can replicate. So they have him eating strictly like octopus, he gets octopus abilities. He eats, he can eat like crystals. He can get crystal ability where he's like indestructible. He if he eats uh, fire, he can turn into like a fire. Like that guy's ability is kind of cool. I never, you know, the whoever came up with my they had some good ideas as for for superpowers. Um, great, great ideas. But that that guy's and I forget his name. He has a kind of important role in season four. But anyways, Deku goes and signs up with Night Eyes. And I'm like really rushing that. But he ends up uh, getting into Night Eyes' apprenticeship. You know, he Deku learns that Night Eye was actually All Might's sidekick for about five or six years. And that Night Eye was actually like, like Deku was a huge fan. And actually, Night Eye between Night Eye and All Might's abilities, there that's actually if a guy can predict the future up for a couple of hours, even days, just by staring into somebody's eyes, um, and then you have All Might who's unstoppable. I mean, that they're they're an unstoppable combination, and I guess that's why they were a partner. They were partners for a minute. But he ends up, you know, they, they, there's some story involved, but they end up explaining why they broke up. Um, it has to do with All Might's injury and then his future and things of that nature. And so you come across, the story picks up in season four where Eddie or Ari, the girl Ari, they call her Eddie Chan. Well, actually, let me back that up. As season four starts, Shigaraki is there, but he's kind of defeated. Uh, he sends twice. They're still recruiting villains. Twice brings. Uh, I can't think of that guy's name off the top of my head, but he's the he's the lead. He's the current leader of the Yakuza gang, but he's got his own quirk. Uh, they bring him in for an interview and he he kills like two of Shigaraki's dudes in cold blood in front of him like 
And then he tells them basically like, you know, all we need is some finance and we'll be we'll be in business. And he, and he tells Shigaraki that. And Shigaraki is like, well, I should kill you right now. He's like, you could try, but you don't have no organization. We are the Yakuza are the leaders of the organized crime. And you guys lack organization. And, you know, their their squabble is legendary too. Hold on, I'll be right back. Okay, so yeah, I'm back. <sighs> had to go, had to do, get some stuff done at work. But now I'm back, I'm on my way home. Anyways, the leader of the Yakuza, the, the new leader, he's got his quirk. His quirk is overhaul, which um, allows him to combine himself with anybody like he can absorb people's abilities I think and use it to power himself up I believe um, that's what at least that's what in the end of it it does and then he's allowed to re- uh, overhaul he's allowed to tear apart and repair anything he sees so what I mean he could absorb he could tear apart somebody's body their quirk and everything and add it to his own repair it that way or he can repair damages the thing but he has to touch it that's the thing is he has to touch it um so he hatches a devious plan to use the actual leader of the yakuza some old man his his granddaughter to her quirk is to they don't know what they don't know initially don't know what the quirk is but her quirk is to erase she has the ability to not erase but reverse anything all the way back to like out of existence Uh, she doesn't know how to control her quirk she touches something and it just most of the times it disappears but that's because it's reversing an age backwards and the new leader of the Yakuza the, the young leader I don't know his name right off the top of my head, but I liked his role. He's seen that and he wanted to utilize her body because he could repair her body, but he just needed a little bit of her blood or whatever to make weapons to render to render the any hero, anybody he's seen fit a quirkless. Uh, that was his master plan and then as you know people were gonna learn about you know the potential of wiping out a hero or a villain or anybody they were gonna have to go through him you know funnel it through drugs anyways the the heroes get wind of his plan and they find out what they're doing. Night Eye hatches a plan to rescue Eddie-chan. And is basically they're going to storm the Yakuza headquarters, get the girl, defeat the villains, and dip. They don't know who's in charge of who. They don't know if they're in charge of the League of Villains. So they end up going. They act rather quickly they do like a little bit of investigation they act rather quickly and I think this is towards the end of season 3 maybe it's no no it's in season 4 um 
they track him down. They bust in there. They they have this epic, you know, brawl between the heroes and the Yakuza and members of the League of Villains. Uh, long story short, they they end up beating all his minions, his henchmen, and then it gets down to him. It's him, Eri, Deku, Night Eye, and Lemillion are all in some sort of. They're in a battle all together. Night Eye is avoiding every single attack, but the guy's moving. You know, the guy's moving so fast, can't dodge all the attacks. Lemillion actually loses his power because he gets shot by a bullet uh, that has the, the ability to, to erase the quirks. But he's still fighting. He's still able to predict. Lemillion's ability to me uh, wasn't as great as it made it seem. He's not... But he mastered his ability and it... And I kind of feel if you could walk through walls or you could walk through any surface and people can't really hit you, that does make you strong. Although I found his power to be kind of dumb in that sense. Because in theory, he can't, he's not all powerful. He just has the advantage of moving where you can't see where he's at. And while that is an ability, I don't think it's as powerful as it made it out to be. Um... But yeah, he loses his abilities. Although, I don't, you know... I think they can fix him. Anyways. The battle between... You know, Night Eye ends up getting shanked. Uh, he, he didn't see that one coming. And it's all... And it becomes... Deku and Eri. Yeah, Midoriya's, you know, got Eri on his back. And she has the power to reverse things so Deku is able to go full blowing like he's able to use the full maximum power of one for all and just annihilate that dude um but he doesn't kill him he doesn't he's not able to like outright kill him himself he just beats him and Aerie's able to reverse the damage back to the point where you know like how he was when he started the fight so I thought that was kind of cool you know that Midoriya was able to figure out that okay her her ability reverses things so he was able to go extra ultra plus beyond mega and when he rains down like that punch and seemingly like a thousand fists hit that dude that shit was hard that shit was hard um that happens. Eraser ends up stopping her quirk. She gets off of him. And the the UA is going to... I think they're going to... They're going to... Uh, try to train her up. And I think her power is actually makes a lot of sense. And she has the power to reverse things. She could probably reverse all my... She definitely can reverse Lemillion. She definitely can reverse Deku back to, you know, full health. It's not that she can heal people, but she can reverse them. So I kind of feel like her power is actually... It's a double-edged sword. She can erase people out of existence or reverse them out of existence. Or she can reverse them just enough. 
But I think she's going to come into play again later on. And I think, you know, even though they beat the Yakuza dude, you know, the League of Villains went and Shigaraki ends up going and stopping him mid-transportation to jail. They cut his hands off. But I think rival, the rival between them two is not over either. That guy, the Yakuza leader, I think can easily, as long as he touches something, I don't even think it has to be with his hands. They just made it seem like his, as long as he touches something, he can he can get his hands back. Um, is he defeated? Yes. Is he gonna have to take one on the on the chin on this one? Yeah, but so does Shigaraki. You know, he took he lost two or three times before he even got to the point he's at now. And I don't even think he's his ability to decay. And again, he's got to touch somebody too. His actual power is is whack too. It's not that good. I think the only thing he's got over anybody is he's got more people working for him. And he's got all for one's backing. You know, all for one likes him for whatever reason. You tell him, you know, just keep trying, you know. Uh, speaking of all for one, they actually, they go and interview all for one. All Might talks to him and they ask him what's the ultimate plan. And, you know, all for one is a kind of a mastermind cynical villain I mean he's I actually like his stance on things it's not that he wanted to do bad things but all uh, all my stopped at him and thwarted him and then he just became obsessed with trying to beat him or beat him and at some point he decided you know what I'm gonna train up my successor just like all might's doing and as a matter of fact even probably beforehand and that was his ultimate goal. He was going to train up a successor. All for all for one is I don't know if he's going to all for one's work is he can take anybody's ability and combine them into his own. He literally can take anybody's ability. One for all is the like the ultimate power. So I don't know if he's eventually they're going to take if he's going to take one for all from Deku or what? But I don't. I don't think so. I think they're gonna reverse, you know, All Might's until he's in tip-top shape, and then let him have a all for one. And I think all the heroes are gonna have to take him down. But beyond that, you know, the Yakuza storyline ends. Uh, gentle criminal comes along. I like the little gentle criminal. I like that he was a former student and that, you know, La Brava was just like a super fan of his and they, you know, they they were like a team, but a couple, but then, you know, her power was to give strength to those she loved. I like that little arc leading right up into, you know, the end of season four is them practicing the, you know, doing the band thing, which I kind of like, you know, it's a little cool down. Uh, I believe as I, as the very end of it starts unfolding, there's 
other people that all for one is inspiring aside from Shigaraki and I think that's going to come into play uh, Endeavor just risked like his entire life to beat a Nomu which he does uh, I think there's I think there's there's enemies amongst the heroes there's probably betrayed and I think that dude with the feathers is a slime ball but we're not going to find that out yet I think he looked he looked kind of slimy. The number three overall. Um, or I think maybe he's even number two. Right behind Endeavor. But. We don't know that yet. We don't know what's going to happen yet. Uh, I can't wait for season five. I, I binged all four seasons of My Hero Academia. And I was not disappointed. Now. Deku is way beyond. Kachan, Shoto, and everybody. He's probably the number one hero in his class. And I think it's not even close. Um, Momo's behind him, but only because, you know, she's right behind him. But he's learning, Deku's learning how to fucking throw wind punches, uh, wind kicks. And I think, as a matter of fact, that's how he beat Gentle Criminal. He was hitting him with the wind. Uh... But his actual ability is he's smarter and he studies the opponents. That's, that's what... He doesn't just go in there most of the time, you know, half-assing it. He's studied a lot of different scenarios. And he watched a lot of film compared to everybody else. He watches everybody's techniques. And he's got notes on how to beat everybody. Uh, so I thought that was cool. I also thought it was kind of cool. The reporter, the guy that's uh, that goes actually talks to Deco for a little bit. You know, he he put the pieces of who he was together, and he ends up taking a selfie with him. He's like, "Now nah, I'm gonna cover your story once uh, All Might is you know officially finished." So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, overall, it's kind of cool, man. Season three and four was was amazing. Uh, like I said, I can't wait for season five. Uh, what I think is gonna happen? I think they're gonna. I think. I think the Yakuza. I think that guy from the Yakuza is gonna come back. His story is not done. I think he's gonna plot secretly. Even though he's not gonna be with the heroes, he's gonna he's gonna be picking and etching at uh, all for one's troops, and I think that's actually gonna trip up all for one and force him to come out of Tartarus, and eventually he's gonna have to. Shigaraki is going to be defeated, I think. Uh, I think Deku and Endeavor are actually going to team up with Shoto. I, I think Kachan is not going to be content with teaming up with anybody. But I don't believe that Deku is no longer... Deku's rising. He's going to be the top, one of the top heroes, I think, in the next season. Uh, he's being trained by like everybody and everybody for whatever reason is helping him out and it's just he's just gonna be he's he's not gonna be number one Endeavor is in the way but uh, he's pretty close he's already pretty close to being a top hero and he just hasn't got all the training all the different scenarios down and all the different things so 
we'll see what happens in season five that's coming out uh, i believe maybe later this year or they're gonna be coming out next year which again kudos to the makers of that that shit is amazing and I, I i'm excited if you haven't seen it go watch it shit's phenomenal fantastic but moving on from that you know i'm gonna start talking about hollywood here in a second okay guys so i'm back so let me wrap up this podcast here i know we're gonna talk about hollywood but my hero took a, a good a good portion but it's it's you know my hero was um two seasons long so it took up most of the episode but you know hollywood on netflix i had uh i think i watched it over like about a three day over the weekend uh it's only seven episodes but to me if you like like i'm kind of a fan of like old world war ii movies and old like you know, some of the classics like Ben-Hur and stuff like that. Um, the old, the vintage Star Wars. This Hollywood movie, to me, has got that kind of a feel to it. Like, I don't know. It The, the show, to me, it's fun. It's fun. It's a very fun show. Um, the cast and the, and the whole story, is it's, it's a wild you know, story as well. I mean, it, like, it's no holds barred, probably rated TVMA. So I, I was like, you know, when I was getting into it, I was like, all right, I'm going to give it, give it a chance. The first episode, and like, they, they knock it out the park in the first episode. Uh, you know, it looks like it was in the old, olden days. You know, it's got that feel. All the characters are in arm plays you got the style the hats everything you know they touch a little bit about hollywood how it was um and then you know you got your young guy jack costello which i don't know the, i only know like one or two of the actors the main in the whole thing who they are in actual like real life everybody else is like the netflix cast um, you have Jim Parsons and you have Queen Latifah as actors, and I, and I recognize a person or two other, but I don't know their actual names. But everybody else is, I think, low key, like just Netflix actors. But you know, Jack Costello is the main character. Uh, Camille Washington is it Camille Washington? It's Camille something. She's a she's probably the second major uh, character in the Hollywood story and the story is loosely based around how to make it in Hollywood I guess um, Jack Costello goes to get a screen test and he's he sucks like you know so <laughs> this guy sees him at a bar he straight up tells me he's like, "Yo, I'm, my dick is like as big as like my arm, and it gets rock hard." And he's like, the "Guy's like, what? What the fuck?" And he's like, "I'm gonna tell you this. I run this gas station down on the corner of something." And he's like, "We're hiring. We're looking for new people." So when he gets there, 
Jack Costello because he needs money. He's broke. He's just coming back from one of the wars. Uh, you know, and he's broke. He's married. He's got kids on the way or something. He's looking for work. So he ends up going to the gas station and he comes to find out that that guy, he's, it's a gas station, but it doubles as like a brothel. The guy, <laughs> he's like, oh, you're going to take all these women on dates. You're going to take them to dreamland and they're going to pay you. So he works, I think, a week there and he gets like, he ends up getting like, in those days, like a hundred bucks. So, you know, he's like, all right, he can do this. You know, it was a little, a little sketch at first, but I think that one of the very first people he sees is some big time Hollywood, um, uh, some big time Hollywood studios executive's wife, and she's like second in charge, but she don't really do nothing at the studio. He ends up seeing her, and she asks him, "What is he doing in Hollywood?" And he's like, "Well, you know, he's out there trying to make it." And then she's like, oh, well, I used to be an actor myself. Now I'm just married off to the rich executive, you know, and I just, that's what my life is. Like, I don't do nothing. So their story gets intertwined from there. Uh, then, <laughs> then the owner of the gas station, this guy, um, I don't know his character's name off the top of my head. He tells Jack Costello that he'll make what he makes in a week. If he, if he, if he fucks this guy, that's, it's some, it's some guy. I don't know who, who, who they make it out to be. I forgot, but it's some singer. He's like, go in there and handle it for like an hour or two and you'll be paid. And he's like, no. And he's like, all right, well, fine. He's like, I'm not going to pay you if you're not going to do it. And he's like, well, then I quit. So... Jack Costello ends up going and finding a gay guy who would do it. He ends up recruiting um, the screenwriter. I can't think of the guy's, the character's name off the top of my head. Um, that guy's fully gay. And he does it. He does all the guy clientele. And donor of the gas station's like, you know, he's talking to Jack. He's like, yeah, you pulled through. Like, wow, I didn't think so. So this gas station becomes this dreamland. It's it's that, that's all they do is they just fuck everybody and they get paid. Uh, Jack ends up getting arrested for doing what he's doing. Uh, the screenwriter wrote a uh, play about or wrote a movie about uh, Peg Entwistle, I think. And they're, they're supposedly the script is like phenomenal. Like it's gonna break barriers. Like it's just a phenomenal script. But standing in the way is a studio executive at Ace Studios. Uh, I think it's Ace Studios, yeah, or Aberg Studios, something like that. He's saying no. He's only, he wants to do. Only sandals and swords, uh, and things like that, like like the movies that were like old war or war movies, or like 
love stories. That's, that's all they were doing. That's all Hollywood was doing. This story was something completely different. And the director of the movie... Peg comes aboard and he's like, okay, well... I'll, uh, I'll direct the movie, but you have to give Peg a chance. You know? So that becomes a thing that they're trying to get this movie underway. Meanwhile, all these other things are happening. And, then, you know, it's a short series. Like, it gets... The movie gets greenlit fairly quick. But they run into um, a myriad of problems. Um, you know, you get introdu- introduced to uh, Rock Hudson as a character. Him and Jack Costello are vying for the lead role in the movie... Peg, which then gets renamed Meg, or is it Meg? It was a Meg, and then it goes to Peg. I forgot. Um, the movie gets greenlit. That actually, the head of the studio, he has like a heart attack, fucking his mistress in Palm Springs. <laughs> uh, he's in the hospital. He's incapacitated. He's incapacitated for like I want to say like a month or two. But his wife, the one that was an actor, she's calling the shots. She green, she green lights, uh, make the movie, and the most controversial thing they could do is they're they're gonna cast the lead role to the first, you know, black woman. Like that's that's their thing, and like the whole the whole South is boycotting. There's you know they're boycotting the studio. The movie that they had produced that was a decent movie flopped because nobody, the South boycotted, they weren't going to go see the movie that they had released prior to it. Um, So it becomes a whole thing, like a tussle back and forth of, you know, is this movie going to go forward? Is it not? What they're going to do? How they're going to save money? They got to budget things because if they. On the one hand, if they throw out this movie and, you know, it costs a million dollars to make or whatever, and it doesn't give back not a dime, you know, that could possibly set the whole company, make a bankrupt the company or the movie studios. On the other hand, they make the movie, it changes the world, maybe it makes all this money back and becomes the groundbreaking movie, like... So the studio, there's a lot of internal, you know, tussle over whether the movie should be made or not. You know, and they they go ahead and they go ahead with it. Uh, But they keep it under strict, a strict budget. You know, the the guy, uh, Dick Samuels, was telling everybody, you know, you really need $30,000 for plants swaying in the background. He's like, cut it down to $10,000. He's like... We really need forty thousand for hair and makeup. Cut it to like fifteen thousand. Like, well, we have four hair. Cut it down to one. You know. So they, but they, they find comb with tooth and nail like the budget, and that becomes a thing because they need to build a, a Hollywood sign. This girl, Peg, climbs up it and jumps off. Uh. And that's the that's the story of the movie that she 
the story of the movie that they're trying to make is this girl goes to Hollywood. She's getting, she's going to get her big break. And just before they get her big break, they pull it from her. You know, they tell her they're going to get the lead act, the lead role of somebody else. And she goes and jumps off the Hollywood sign to her dad. You know, that's the harsh reality of Hollywood. So that's the story they're trying to make. Now they need to build a Hollywood sign and all that. Um, meanwhile, Rock Hudson is, you know, versus Jack Costello. There's a lot of things moving, moving, and, uh, moving in and out. Eventually, the, the movie gets made after so, even some more wild things, and, and it goes on to win all kinds of awards. Um, but I mean. It's a good, it's a good Netflix, it's a good Netflix series. I mean, it's just, it's definitely worth the watch. If you like, like, noir type of films and stuff like that, like a little, you know, I don't know, I, I liked it. Jim Parsons plays an excellent villain. He's a venomous villain. Uh, and I, to me, I actually liked his role because I found out he was gay a while ago on The Big Bang. You know, I was like, huh. That, you know, at the time, I was like, okay. But this, they, like, really give him, like, leeway to, like, he cusses. I don't know. Like, he cusses. He's, he's like, flamboyant as shit. Uh, and he plays a good fucking villain. And then he's he's tied in with the mob somehow. You know, his his role in the, in the Hollywood, that to me was, like, one of the best. I, I, I don't know, just because to me, he was, you know, I know him from the Big Bang Theory. That's kind of where I know him from. And I actually watched a lot of the Big Bang Theory. And actually, I've been meaning to watch um, the spinoff of it where it's uh, Sheldon. I don't know if it's Little Sheldon or... or it's him as a kid, and he's like he's at like a college level intelligence, being only like six or seven or eight years old. Uh, I've been meaning to watch that. Um, I haven't watched because I don't know where I don't really watch regular TV. But it, to me, it was like they they untied his hands, but they gave him a role that's probably like. A role that you know I think only he could play <laughs> he, he tells the guy that's playing Rock Hudson he's like look you got a good smile you know you got a good frame this is not the other thing you're exactly what America likes he's like but you're not going to get nowhere in this town without my help and he plays kind of like a Harvey Weinstein role and I actually think his name is Henry Williams or something like that you know, it's kind of a parody of Harvey Weinstein. He tells us, he tells this guy, "All right, you're gonna step in the office. You gotta do one thing for me." He's like, "Okay, what?" He's like, "I'm gonna suck your cock." <laughs> the guy playing Rock Hudson's like, "What?" He's like, "Look, it's kind of my thing. Um, you're just gonna do it because if you, if you don't do it, you're not gonna get nowhere in this town without me." He's like. I know you're a uh, flaming homo the moment you walked in, so don't even act like this is weird. Like, come on. Like, I don't know, and then it cuts. 
I don't, his his character is fucking has had me dying sometimes. He was saying the most absurd shit. Um. Yeah, and then uh, the guy that's playing Rock Hudson, uh, he does a phenomenal job as well. He <laughs> at his screen test, <laughs> he his line was. Peg, I won't let you do this to yourself. I know you... Actually, he has me confused on what the line is. It's like, I know you, and you know you. You wouldn't do this. and But he fucking butchers it. It takes him 67... <laughs> takes him 67 tries to get the line right. And they're like, God, this guy is terrible. But in real life, Rock Hudson went on to star in a lot of films. Um, uh, Jack Costello comes in and nails the the screen, the screen test in one shot, and it's really good. Um, yeah, it, it's a good it's a good show. If you if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend watching. It. I think it, I think it's definitely worth. The seven hours you're gonna spend watching it. I, I'm actually excited to see if they make a part two of it because they kind of they didn't leave it on a cliffhanger like as if they, the story didn't get the story got finished. However, they started up a new story, so I'm kind of hoping to see if they if they do like another season about it, uh, a season with it, which I think they should. I think the the cast is phenomenal and all that, you know. At the end, they walk the red carpet. Camille ends up winning the the award for best actress. You know, the first African American best actress, and you know all of that. And they go on. They get into the emotion of why you know something like that is really, really important, really special to people. You know, they they talk they talk a lot about Camille's character, like or black characters in movies that were seen as just like maids or they were like a spoof character like you know like that would show up and be like oh I didn't I didn't realize that I was doing this haha you know and but she got a lead role and and then they crushed it they crushed you know I'm not I went to go Google to see if there was any validity to what this show was about, but apparently it sort of loosely follows some actual timeline events in Hollywood history. Obviously, it wasn't a black lead actor, but it was a it was a woman lead actor that actually did that, had that role for not a completely other movie, and um, apparently, you know, that's all women roles were was like spoofs. At one point, and then like a lady came in and just crushed, just crushed the competition with her role, and you know that's how the story goes. I mean, it's a phenomenal, it's a phenomenal uh, Netflix Netflix series. If you if you gotta watch, you gotta watch it. I think that was one of the best things I've watched on Netflix in recent where I was like entertained all seven episodes there is not a single episode that's that's um 
you know boring or that doesn't make any sense or anything like there's seven solid episodes of like build up of of all of it man so with that said i'm gonna end this podcast here uh hopefully the next one won't take me long to get to uh i have some things to talk about because i'm watching started watching black clover uh on crunchyroll and you know this quarantine looks like it's drawing to its conclusion well it looks like it, it might or might not i'm not sure but you know hopefully it's uh it's drawing to its conclusion here and you know we can move on with our lives get back to the movie theaters i watched the ufc over the weekend as well watched uh tony ferguson get that ass beat uh rest in peace tony man he i know he's still feeling them them punches to the head but yeah i'll I'll go ahead and get another episode up here hopefully in a in a week you know and get some get some stuff reviewed talk about some things uh hopefully it won't be so long this now hopefully i get a guest in here so we'll see how it goes all right guys i'm out stay safe